Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here with, with Michaela Guzzi, who's the founder and chief content creator for Oh, the People You Meet. But Michaela is doing a heck of a lot now, a lot more than that. And you may have seen her website, which is Oh, the People You Meet, or uh, I guess in the, the vernacular is www.otpym.com. Uh, but there's a lot more going on with Michaela than just the website, because uh, that is sort of the content the depository. So we're going to talk to Michaela about what she's doing uh, right now. She's been a, a, an industry veteran. I see her all around every every luxury show, every luxury property. <laughs> and in fact, right now, I believe she's uh, staying in the Amman in New York, if you can see in the background. Now, we're going to talk to Michaela and more on Insider Travel Report. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very happy to see you. I'm sorry I'm not there. You with, with in the wonderful Amman. I'm very very jealous because I I have never stayed there and you're you're there and it looks like you have a roaring fire in the background, and uh, that sounds like a great place. But let, let's let's talk about first of all your website. Uh, oh, the people you meet, and and when what when and why did you create it? First of all, sure. Well. Back in February of 2012, I left American Express Publishing. I was the vice president of global travel and strategic development. And my brands at the time were travel and leisure, departures, food and wine, executive travel. So to your point, I've been around the travel industry for a very long time. Um, I don't want to date myself. Um, but I just, I saw at that time a couple of holes in the marketplace. And one of those was that nobody had a digital social or video solution that I believed in. And by the way, I'm talking about the company I worked for, the company that was about to acquire us and my comp set. And I still don't think they do. Um, and then the editorial front of that was nobody spoke about why I like to travel, which is meeting new people. And I, I truly believe that it's the people that you meet that give you a sense of place and really transform and um, allow you to feel like you've been transported to a place and bring about all those positive things that travel do for your eyes, minds and hearts opening up. Well, that's absolutely true. You're sort of ahead of your time because it's the people, it's the experiences, it's the interaction that's what really makes travel. And I think that's what your website has been trying to do all this time. And and but you have you do focus. What what is kind of the focus of your articles of the videos on your website? What do you how do you choose uh, what you what you depict? Sure, sure. So. I Well, I started the company, um, Oh, the People You Meet, uh, in 2012 as a website and a newsletter. It has massively grown and expanded. So I really call Oh, the People You Meet a content house right now. Um, so we do have two Instagram handles and three Facebooks and a LinkedIn and a YouTube, um, plus our newsletter, which has grown by leaps and bounds, our website. But then we also create two shows and a podcast that we distribute to a number of different channels. Um, fun facts, I also teach storytelling at NYU right before the pandemic. And then I also do quite a bit of morning show television. So to me, it's storytelling focused on people, places, and purposes. So oh, the people you meet has our three Ps. And so all the content that either I create or 
one of our global contributors creates has to kind of fit back to the people that we meet um, that bring that place to life. And um, I always say, we talk a lot about sustainable travel, but where that intersection is with responsible travelers. So I try not only to highlight the sustainable travel companies or people that are doing it well, but then I also try to empower travelers to be more responsible and make more responsible decisions so that we're all doing our part. And obviously global human connection, I guess I'm a dirty hippie at heart that really <laughs> loves luxury hotels. Um, so all the things, and um, I guess in a good way, yes, I've been ahead of the, my time, which has made it, the struggle has been real plenty of times over the past 11 years, most certainly the past couple. Um, and if I have to have a lot of copycats, at least they're copying and making the world a better place. So yeah. namaste. No, absolutely. And it's <laughs> it's really, uh, you, as I said before, I think you were ahead of your time. And now really the world has uh, discovered that, you know, sustainable is best. And uh, even during the pandemic, I think the emphasis even grew on that. And now as yeah. we've emerged from it, uh, sustainability and is really all the rage, as you know, and having been at many of the same conferences I have in the last year, it really is the main focus today. Now, let's talk a little bit about who is your audience today? Who are you, who are your viewers out there? Sure. Um, I mean, every channel, so of course there's not an easy answer, but every channel attracts different people. And I actually do teach this uh, when I teach a course at NYU is I try to break down, you have a story and it's just kind of the, whether it's on a website or if it's on Instagram or YouTube or an airline, wherever you're putting it out there, it's, that's just the medium in which you're communicating it. And so, you know, my Instagram following is very different than my Facebook following. So I'd say Facebook, I have a ton of, at least on my, my personal channel and my business page, Michaela Guzzi. It's a lot of people that know me from the industry. It's um, family, it's friends, it's friends of friends. Usually tends to be a little bit older um, people on Facebook really there's a lot of conversation that's happening um and to me it's a little bit more intimate and personal whereas on instagram to me that's totally public and i can't control who's following me because i'm a, a public handle and account and so there i my sweet spot of of followers is really 25 to 45 right. um that's a, a good chunk of them um, but then I do have some younger aspirational people and um, I do have older people that I, I think, you know, I, this is why I hate this question. When I started my podcast during the pandemic, I was like, look, the people that embrace my content or follow me and like the crazy way that I live my life, it, it's not, we're not ageist in the content we create it's it's really like a psychographic it's, yeah, it's no, people it's, who it, want to live this way <laughs> absolutely it is a psychographic people are interested in travel interested in people other people from other countries interested in experiences so so perhaps it's an unfair question in your case yeah. uh, i was just trying to get an idea and of course the other yeah, well, and, and also one thing i'd point out is and you you probably encounter this too and since this is more of an industry related conversation other people can relate but um, I always get lumped in when I go to a conference and they're like, she's North American media. And I'm like, okay, that is where I'm from. 
originally, and I keep some closets in the coast of these, this country, uh, but I also have a closet in Cape Town. And since inception of my company, I've been on social media and my audience is therefore global and accessible anywhere. And so I do have plenty of followers, fans and viewers from the United States, but I have a ton of people that follow me in Europe and in Australia and in South Africa. I have a huge following in uh, Mexico and in Brazil. So I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I have lots of Canadian folks that follow us too. So I just, again, I go back to global psychographic. And then obviously if I'm distributing on KTLA channel five in Los Angeles, that's their whole audience. So the people that tune in to, to their morning and their weekend shows are the ones that are embracing my content. So it kind of depends where the message is being seen. Right. Um, and we we have some really big, exciting news. Yeah, uh, and I wanted to, we're going to talk, talk about that in a second because <laughs> you do have some stuff. But I want to, before we get to that, because obviously we're, we're going out to about 112,000 travel advisors right now. And how can your we website and your content help them uh, and help their clients uh, to, I don't know, buy and sell and go traveling more? Yeah, I, I have always had the pleasure of working with travel advisors since I got in the travel industry. So um, when I first moved to New York, I started working in an ad agency and that job was pretty short lived. Um, I'm, I learned how to do reverse media planning, which was helpful. Um, but I quickly got into publishing and I went to Condé Nast um, and started to get my first taste of travel. Uh, but then I went to Town & Country and helped them launch Travel and Weddings. And Town & Country Travel had just launched. And I'll never forget, my boss called me into his office and he was like, I need you to go on a cruise for me. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, no, for work. And I'm like, you're going to pay me to go on a cruise. And he's like, yeah, there's this conference virtuoso. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I mean, okay. And so I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. It was, we were going to the Bahamas and I just, I don't know, being green, I had no idea, really didn't know anyone. And I walk onto the cruise ship and who are the first two people I meet, but Priscilla Alexander and Valerie Wilson. <laughs> and I just was like, hi, I'm Michaela, blah, 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 blah. We have a town and country travel club by Virtuoso. And it like everybody just kind of took me under the wing. Like I was pretty young at this stage. And like, so from there, my relationships with advisors, in fact, when I went to travel and leisure in 2007, um, several of the travel advisors and owners called on my behalf. Um, and like, we're stalking the publisher to give me the job. And the publisher called me and she's like, I have heard from people from around the world, travel advisors included people on our travel agent advisory board who are like, give her the job. She's like, I have like no choice to get these people <laughs> to stop calling me. And I was like, okay, I'm very persistent when I want something. Um, so anyway, I, I've had a long friendship with a bunch of advisors. Um, I know and love and respect, you know, the Ann Scullys and the Betsy Donnellys. Um, they're really the great, the great, they, the great travel advisors. <laughs> they're amazing. And um, I helped ILTM launch uh, Bright Young Things back in the day. I was actually the person that moderated and curated 
um, their workshops a couple different times, both in Con and in New York City. Um, so to help bring on that new wave of advisors and then even starting my own thing, I've had advisors contribute to my website. So we have well over a hundred um, contributors that from all across the globe. And I don't just have writers or bloggers or influencers. In fact, like Carrie Gray is someone mm -hmm. um, who's contributed to us. Jack Ezon has contributed to us. Yeah. Jack from Embark has been a longtime friend. I've, I've done some work with him back in his ovation days. And then now that he started his own company, um, he realized I had a library of footage from all around the world for the past 11 years. And he was like, well, your videos are great, but I need to do videos for myself and for our social media. And then they recently had at Embark um, their annual conference. And so he hired me to film a bunch of their partners during Virtuoso Travel Week. And so I asked him a bunch of questions that he outlined. And in this case, like this was me behind the camera, just right. producing the pieces. And so interviewed those folks but then you know when you're dealing with people that aren't used to being in front of camera um you know sometimes people get nervous we both away yeah. or they have really terrible lighting and all the things um so we utilized my very beautifully produced photography and drone photography and all that good stuff and cut together um a bunch of different videos that they could show at their conference and yeah and i was i was there actually, i was at their conference so i got a chance to see all those videos it was great you huh. were there too and and it was <laughs> and then you said yeah i did all that and i said that's great it's looking great and it, it it's something you know uh it was great to see them and great to get these people get exposure to the travel advisors who were there uh, for Embark Beyond. So that's another way you're kind of working with travel advisors. Mm. Work that I, I do want to get to a little, the sort of the newest stuff what's going on. And a lot of your content from your website and also uh, other mediums can be viewed. Uh, I think I just heard that uh, the, the, the first uh, season, season one, uh, you call it OTPYM, can be seen on uh, Qatar or Qatar Airways, I never know which to say. Uh, and soon <laughs> I think it depends two. who you're talking to. I know, I, I like Qatar <laughs> myself, and I was just there, so I, I kind of like it. That's what I say. And so, uh, and now soon season two. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's felt like a real long time coming. Um, so our show, Oh, the People You Meet with Michaela Guzzi, was supposed to air uh, in March of 2020. And the show is a show about sustainable travel and human connection. Um, they're about what we call broadcast 30, so about a half hour long. And my whole thing since the inception of starting to do video um, has always been that it's about the people that you meet. And I've never been a big fan of hosted television. Mm -hmm. And so the only time you see me speaking to camera, and this is just my personal style choice, is at the very beginning, I tell you who I am and where I am. And then from the rest of the point forward, it's me introducing you to people you would actually meet in the destination. Okay. Um, because again, that's what brings a destination to life. And so it took me a couple years to, to get everything lined up and crawl out of the pandemic, the few extra scars and war wounds. But... Um, <laughs> namaste which i say a lot or inshallah 
uh, since we're over in that region of the world. But the show started airing in January. So every couple months, a few more episodes will will air. And right now, and so if I if I fly Qatar Airways, I will see your your show, right? Yes, if you know uh, Uren um, from out there magazine in London, he actually was sending me pictures because he was flying business class, the fancy pants, um, over to Asia. And he was like, look what I'm seeing, <laughs> South Africa and Queensland, Australia. And I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, keep the pictures coming. Hope Smith actually just flew. And I was like, please, Hope, take photos. <laughs> no, that's it. Well, that's, so now you're, you're, your people are going to get to know you, but they're going to get to you in other places too, because I understand uh, some of your other episodes. And uh, in on, on, and then this is another one. Could you say Turkey? I say Turkey or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it, they're now going back to that spelling, uh, and it's uh, Turkey or something. Right. And I also, mean, look, I don't, I don't blame the country. The whole reason people from Turkey called it Turkey was so that Americans who couldn't pronunciate the country said it that way. And I get it. They didn't want to be confused with the thing we eat for Thanksgiving. So I never never did. I never did. It's it's okay. They can probably, yeah, we're just, I'm a dumb American who probably will call it Turkey. just have funny pronunciations. But then we have, so you have your Turkey episodes and Tahoe episodes are going to go on a, on a television station. Yeah. KTLA uh, this, uh, this spring, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we did a test run with my Alaska and Norwegian cruise line episode uh, last year with KTLA. It's Channel 5 in Los Angeles. Um, They're the largest station in Southern California. And we wanted to see how it would perform. And it ends up that the show did fabulously. They were so pleased with it that they actually ran it a second time. And so now... Turkey will be airing and um, working with raffles to help make that happen because we do feature um, a couple of core properties in that particular piece. But raffles was really the one that helped me bring the whole show together. So I always have a special place in my heart for that hotel uh, and the people there. And then um, Tahoe is just one of my favorite domestic destinations. And I, I love it because it's great all year round. Like if you like skiing and boarding, they've got you covered. They have a great uh, craft brewery trail. Uh, I never even knew I liked beer, but I got I got <laughs> behind it in the ski season. And now that I'm claiming uh, the West Coast as my partial home sometimes, um, I'm looking forward to going in the spring and summer because I've actually never been. And I've been told that Lake Tahoe is just one of the most beautiful things to swim and to see. It's apparently one of the purest and clearest uh, lakes in the world. So I can't wait to see it when it's warm enough to actually dip my toe into the water. Yeah, well, I've I've been there, but I've never had gotten out of the hotel to to go explore it in Reno and Lake Tahoe. So I I, I got to get back there. So and one of the other things I understand is that you know obviously we talked about your you're doing a lot of speaking. Uh, what what's coming up? Well, where are you going to be speaking next? Very excited. Um, So before the pandemic, I was spending quite a bit of time in Africa in general, and was trying to spend about three months a year somewhere on that continent. I love it so much. And so I keep a closet in Cape Town, which I can buzz in and out of. And um, to me, Cape Town has all the things. Um, It's so international. 
Um, it's got the most beautiful nature, but it's still a cool city with like a rich history. Uh, it's such a melting pot. There's great food. There's amazing wine. There's so many adventures less than two hours outside of the city. Yeah. So in when was it? It was April 2020. I was actually supposed to be going to Cape Town to speak at ILTM and WTM in Africa. Um that obviously didn't happen. And so I was so honored when they asked me to come this spring. And so I'm going to actually be speaking during ILTM at that fabulously pink uh, Mount Nelson Hotel by Belmond. Oh, I love it. Which nice. I love it. It's such, it's such a gem. Um, and so pink right there in the in the heart of Cape Town. And then WTM World Travel Market is the week after. And I will be moderating a panel on inclusion and uh, travel. So that DEI, which is so important for all of us right now. Um, and hopefully I'll be better global citizens. And then I'm also going to be uh, a panelist on the future of some consumer travel trends, which is pretty exciting. And I have all kinds of adventures going around in and around Cape Town. Um, I never get sick of it. And then I'm going to go see Royal Malawane and Singita, who've also done quite some new initiatives in uh, the sustainable world. And I really, I give Singita a lot of credit for being leaders in the sustainable travel space, for sure. Now, uh, we, we talked earlier about how you're working with travel agencies, but you're also helping uh, in the train in training and, and a lot of other things, helping them, I understand it with Embark Beyond, beyond doing uh, what you already done with them, you're, you're doing a, a big travel seller training video on Australia for them. Uh, and then for Travel Ed, you've also done some uh, storytelling workshops and have been hired by Keynote. And then uh, even Tahiti to, to present at their Keynote for their annual kind of travel specialist conference. Uh, talk about all those activities. That's that's a lot, right? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I think it, when a travel advisor starts thinking about like how to brand themselves, that's that can be intimidating no matter what field you're in. And if you've never had to put yourself out there, even if it's photography and you're not um, doing video, just starting can be so daunting. And so I, I actually try to take a lot of the, the lessons that I give my students at NYU and I try to break it down and simplify. Um, and so I, I have spoken at Travel Edge Trip Park and I also spoke for our friend Jim Strong um, during his travel confab uh, with Strong Travels, another an OG friend of mine. Um, but I, I just like to help people tell their stories. Right. And with Embark, what's been really cool is Jack is he's such a resource and and so knowledgeable he cares so much but it really came from helping him solve a problem and in this case he was kind of sick of saying the same thing over and over and over right. again and training all these people um on australia and so he thought well rather than looking at me just on screen presenting this the whole time i'd rather give them all this amazing information over beautiful videography. And I've had the pleasure of filming with Tourism Australia three different times um, in the 11 years of running my company. And so we took our beautiful consumer facing content that's starting to air on Qatar Airways, um, Queensland's live right now, but the other three, New South Wales, Northern Territory and South Australia will all go live in May. So 
taking these beautiful imagery and then layering it over what Jack is saying so that people can um, really visualize Australia in a, in a beautiful way. And what's so, this is really actually turned into quite an editing project. I mean, this is like literally the length of a feature film. So it's taking me and my editor longer than I'd like it to, but I'm also a perfectionist and I want this to be amazing. And I want Jack's team to be able to use it and to learn from it. Um, but I also am so excited about it. I shared it with Tourism Australia just to let them know we were doing this. Um, so I think there's something larger and more exciting there. And I know, you know, Jack in this case might be seen as competitive to other advisors, though I think there's a lot of love to go around. And so for other destinations, I'm thinking, how can I create something that's usable for all advisors? I have plenty of advisors go on my website or on my YouTube um, or even on my Instagram and embed or share my videos. And I'm always happy for them to do that. Um, I'll, um, I'll give three examples. So I have, oh, the people you meet with Michaela Guzzi, and that's the long form, the 30 minute shows that are airing on Qatar Airways, on KTLA, but also you can see like the Alaska episode on our YouTube. I think I have Los Cabos up there and Tahoe. So I usually usually utilize our YouTube for like the longer form stuff. Right. And then my Instagrams, um, I'll, I'll put if I'm on a morning show, I spend a lot of time writing those morning show segments, by the way. So I'm like, I want these things to live on after the four minutes that I spent sure. on whatever TV station I was just on, because they're actually, they're chocked full of information. So I repost those on our Instagrams and then on our Facebooks and our newsletters and whatnot. And then our inspiration station is our podcast, but because we're visual storytellers, I always film it. And so actually um, last fall, the former minister of Fiji flew all the way to LA and we did the interview and I posted that and it got, I, I think 50,000 views between our two different Instagrams. So the show has gone totally viral and then sleeping around safely, which yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna a, ask you about that. That's a rather <laughs> provocative title, uh, but tell us a lot. Drives my part. Midwestern Catholic mother crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to give some context, there, I'm sleeping around safely at the Amman, New York, for the weekend. Um, but that show started during the pandemic. I started it in June of 2020. Um, really to show people that it was safe to travel again. And if you can right. imagine June of 2020, a lot of people weren't leaving their house. They were not vaccinated. It was still a really scary time. And our hotel part, everybody was struggling. I was struggling. Um, and so I was like, how can I utilize my storytelling skills and my built-in audience to help our partners like and consumers see it's safe to get back out there even to get travel advisors back sure, out there sure. um and so that's really where sleeping around safely started and now we're at over a hundred minisodes and oh. it really went viral on my instagram pun intended um, so as, you know, revenge travel took hold and people were out there and it became a real cluster, uh, we ended up trademarking the name. And now it's really a show about a jet fed gypsy, me, um, who sleeps around in luxury hotels all across the globe. So we have some, 
pretty exciting destinations coming out. But um, no, well, yeah, I noticed you, you've, uh, you've done Paris, London, Saudi, Rome, uh, Stockholm, Guatemala, and you said there are a lot more. So that's that's great. Yeah, we have a ton in the pipeline, and I actually, it's to me, it's always a work in progress. So bear with me. But um, my web developer and I just got a landing page for some of the older sleeping around safelys up on the website. Um, so even though the outlet that I use those for is really more Instagram, I wanted people to be able to go on my website and search Mexico. Like I lived in Mexico for six months and fun fact, I actually babysat a friend's hotel and being funny. I was the manager, which my dad was like, okay, what unique qualifications do you have to run a hotel? And truth be told, I sleep in them more than probably even people that own hotels. <laughs> so I know a lot of things that I don't like sure. and like things that I do. And I'm pretty personable, but I will tell you, it was, it was hard work and it was only an eight bedroom property and it was not open um, to the public, which is one of the reasons I agreed to do it. And it was strange times had by all, you know, the world was kind of still in cluster mode. Um, but I learned a lot and I, have even more respect for my friends, especially that live on property. It is, sure. it is it hard is, work. It is you do not check out. Yeah, it is. It is tough, and I'd almost tell you you're almost like a pseudo hotel inspector because uh, you're going around <laughs> to all these different places. And uh, when I first saw about the title of your your segment there about sleeping around safely, I was going to introduce you to Richard Branson, and you could uh, go on his step because he's, he's got a show called Never Sleep Alone. But that's another story. Oh, uh, oh which, interesting. Which is a very which is a very provocative because it is virgin. It is edgy. Uh, that whole ship is very edgy. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot when I was on, I don't know, on that <laughs> ship yet. Let, but maybe, maybe you can take your uh, sleeping safely and sleeping around safely to him uh, because it is important. And I think what you were doing was very important uh, to get out there because there was a lot of fear. Uh, you know, it's hard for us to remember this now, but back in 2020 and even 21, a lot of people feared, you know, traveling. And what I did, I just kept traveling um, I, yeah. as much as I could. I got COVID, but I eventually recovered and I was, you know, going all over the world being a pathfinder. And I think that's what you've been doing too, is, you know, telling people that it is safe to go traveling. It is safe to go out there and it's really essential. It's part of being a human being is to travel. Um, it's, it's my favorite thing to do, but, um, I, I don't even see it as a, like an extracurricular activity. Like, I have obviously chosen to to live a lifestyle and I think people in the travel industry get it because a, a lot of people that we see at all the conferences we go to or at the ILTMs and the virtuosos and the WTTCs and all these other crazy acronyms that we have in travel. Um, but through other out outlets of my life, um, friends that I've met through Summit Series or Burning Man or Soho House, um, these are friends that love to travel. And funny enough, the pandemic actually kind of gave them the permission to live slightly more unorthodox. And sure. one of the reasons I'm really excited to check out Amon, other than this is beautiful and it's you know a first of its kind for the brand in new york 
but you're only allowed to stay here if you're a hotel guest or if you're a member of their private club. And I think these private clubs are really exploding and taking hold. And like, even when Six Senses was going to open in New York, they were going to have a private club. And um, where was I that, is it Phuket's was also opening their own? Yeah, I mean, they open in New York as well, yeah. Yeah, and so you're just finding all these new luxury hotels that are having their own private club. I think even, um, is it the Mayborn in Beverly Hills is, they're opening their own private members club with their yeah. own jazz something. And you're like, okay, th- this is like a trend right now. And uh, no, absolutely, I'm all absolutely. about exploring. <laughs> it is, it is a trend. And I, and I have, we've done a story on Amon as well. And uh, yeah, it is, it is different. And, uh, and we have to sort of see where, where this trend is going. Uh, I did want to sort of close this out by sort of giving you a chance to say where, where is uh, Oh, the people you meet, where, what's the future hold for Oh, the people you meet, what's the future hold for you? Cause you're getting involved in a lot of different things now. Uh, obviously with, with basically the uh, Oh, the people you meet is the sort of your content collection uh, a holding bank, if you will, but that's just <laughs> one aspect. Because you know, I mean, look, it, just truth be told, you and I have done interviews together uh, when you know, and I at ILTMs. You know, we w- walked around and talked to hotel people all the time. I see you. I've even I've you had me do a few uh, panels. Both well, as I a even you did a, few, you a, did a moderator a panelist. <laughs> you, did, you did a mod- great moderation for me for a couple of great destination panels. So you're you're doing a lot of different things. But where where do you where do you see you doing in the next five years yeah no i i feel like i've been building all along and so while it might seem like i'm just coming out the gate right now with all this stuff i promise you like getting my show on qatar airways took a couple years uh to actually make that all happen so um we're in process of lining up a couple episodes from season three i will tell you we've already filmed uh botswana and kenya mm-hmm. um i need to edit them which is part of the hardest part if i do say so myself um and not quite ready to tell you our next destination that we'll be filming but i'll probably be announcing that uh in the next week or two Uh, but we have some really exciting uh places that we've been talking to at iltm at virtuoso um at imm i was just at recently and i i went to the adventure travel show uh so it's just lots of conferences and um as you probably know it it takes a long time to build those uh i do actually so something that i've been building that probably seems like it's just starting to percolate right now. Uh, but right before the pandemic, I had started working with the Scripps Network to do a lot of morning shows and they have 60 stations and 45 markets. Uh, but now I have that same partnership with NBC, with KTLA, which is Channel 5 in Los Angeles, with Houston Life. And uh, actually, I just did all the reopening news. Oh, sorry, the reopening news for Fiji, but I also did right. um, their news for the new direct flight with Fiji Airways out of Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so I've been working with a show um, up there and they air on Czech TV in Canada. So we're we're crossing all the boundaries and Qatar has been, they've actually... Like I have a special place in my heart for this airline. Um, I used to work with Mr. Akbar Al-Hamid and his team 
uh, even in my corporate days at American Express, it's an amazing airline. I mean, they win best airline, best like um, stopover and and hub. It is if you've not flown them, I mean, this is just world class. The service yeah. is insane in the best of ways. Uh, but actually, when I first was asked to do a video in 2012, uh, I put a little video together with a friend. Uh, he owns a few restaurants in New York City, Gabe Stuhlman. And I put that video together and I put it on my YouTube and I sent it to the production house. And the production's house like, oh, we went another direction. I'm like, oh, whatever. So it was on YouTube. I embedded it into my website. It's the first video I ever did. And somehow that video ended up in New York Taxi TV. Lo and behold, <laughs> I know, so random. But lo and behold, one of the people that saw it was the PR director of Qatar Airways. And she called me and she was like, I didn't know you were doing video. And right, right. I was like, I didn't know either. <laughs> and so she flew me and a camera person over to Doha. And that was really the first video series we ever did. And it was short form. And I laugh at myself now. Um, I was wearing like suits and I was doing like walk-ons and it was all very like formal and funny. And I was just figuring it out. But um, I did get to meet Chef Nobu and I interviewed oh, wow. the CEO of the airline. Yeah. So when I look back at it, you know, I just I have humor for myself and, you know, grace and humility for how far we've come in 11 years. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'll keep doing uh, seasons of Oh, the People You Meet because there's so many people, places and purposes that deserve to have their their story highlighted. Um our episodes on Rwanda that feature President Paul Kagame and um, I'm trying to think Sierra Leone, which has Dr. Jane Goodall in South Africa with, with all these colorful characters. And they're not always famous. Like they are sometimes fashion designers or conservationists. Sure. Those episodes are also all up for awards at a film festival that's happening in Cape Town uh, this spring. Um, so I, I hope that as our content's getting out there, that more and more of the people that we highlight, there's, there's just so many amazing people. And I, I want to tell this story because our film was entered in the wildlife conservation film festival on Sierra Leone, um, right before the pandemic. And that took place in New York city. And, uh, the world bank helped me bring one of the women that we featured in the piece and her name is Eleanor and she is around my age and she's a single leg amputee. She lost her leg in a landmine hmm. during the civil war. And where did I meet her while we were filming in Sierra Leone chance encounter? Imagine like these beautiful beaches that are pretty unexplored by European and American tourists. And imagine there's 30 odd single leg amputees playing soccer at sunset on crutches in the sand. Wow. If that doesn't like bring you to tears, I was like, what is happening here? And not tears for feeling bad for them, but literally so beautiful and like sheer human will. And she is the most motivated, the most positive person I've ever met before. And so World Bank helped bring her to the Wildlife Film Festival to speak on a filmmaker panel with me after the film aired. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody gives us a standing ovation after the film. 
And then when I call Eleanor up and she comes up on her crutches, I mean, the ha- there was not a dry eye in the theater. No, Everybody started like crying, like somewhat, but like, again, tears of joy because she's so inspiring. And she, a woman in the front row was like, I'm going to fly crutches to your disability empowerment project in Freetown. She brought hundreds of crutches to, to children and people that are part of her organization. Eleanor herself ended up getting a prosthetic leg and spent many months in Texas, like learning how uh, to, to walk again. And right. it just, I thought, gosh, this film has only been seen in private screenings during WTM in London and at Core Club in New York and at the Wildlife Conservation Film Festival and then later in Freetown. But I was like, what happens? when this show actually goes on Qatar Airways or on KTLA or all the other outlets, I I just, I hope that all my shows going live do that for all the people that I feature because they are just amazing and they're real people. I just, I like real stories. (laughs) And you're absolutely right. And that's an amazing story. And I know you have a lot more uh, maybe not as dramatic as that, but uh, it is it is still what you go around to travel for, is, and that's the whole purpose of what you've been doing. Uh, Mikhail, I want to thank you for taking so much time with us, uh, you know, to, to explain all the, the, the different things you're doing. And a lot of it does involve travel advisors, travel agencies, travel agency groups. Uh, and that, that's how we've met over the years. Uh, but it's, it's People it's, need them more now than ever. Uh, absolutely. And I just, it's so silly that... When someone says, why why use a travel advisor? I'm like, let me count the ways. Like yeah. Their access, uh, the people that they know. I'm, you know, I always try to break it down for people. It's a service. And people will pay for a private chef. They'll pay for a trainer. Like, you've had to travel the world and and to really understand the details of a hotel room. You have relationships that really go a long way, not only when there's a problem, but if it's a special occasion, you know, you can call your travel advisor and they can get you upgraded. And like, even just that warm welcome that makes you look good in front of the (laughs) the new person you might be traveling with or help you with that access at a, a, a jazz club or getting the right table. I'm Hey, when you're missing your connection, it's really nice to have that. Someone that is, to call. That is the best, especially <laughs> these days with a lot of the delays and missing connections. Uh, uh, again, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, uh, where can, uh, first of all, uh, give us the URL for the website once again, sure. and also where people can get in touch with you. Thank you. It's ohthepeopleyoumeet.com. I'm Michaela Guzzi and OTPYM on Instagram. We have all the Facebooks, Michaela Guzzi or Oh, the People You Meet. Uh, we also have YouTube. It's Michaela Guzzi. And uh, if you're on LinkedIn, I think it's the most overlooked social channel. Uh, and if you're in Southern California, tune in to KTLA and uh, fly Qatar Airways to see the show. And if you do take pictures and send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll certainly do that the next time I'm on. Hopefully be that soon. And I'm sure I'll see you soon, somewhere on the road, somewhere very soon. Uh, Michaela, again, thanks. And I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report. <laughs>